You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, June the 24th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. And every day that you tune in today, we are brought to you by Locked on MLB. Be sure to join Paul Francis Sullivan on Locked on MLB, but please call him Sully. For a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked on MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories, Locked on MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today, wherever you get your podcasts. So it's been a rough stretch. I don't think that that is a surprise, um, or I don't think that that's breaking news for anybody, that this has been a tough stretch for the St. Louis Cardinals um, as they just got swept by the Tigers on a two-game set. They lost three to four to the Braves. Yeah, you sweep with the Marlins. And then they lost three in a row to the Cubs, split with the Indians, swept in a four-game set against the Reds. And before that, they lost two out of three to the Dodgers. Do I even do you even want me to keep going any far back? Because yeah, I'll give you the three out of four against the White Sox, and then I'll give you losing two out of three against the or against the Diamondbacks, and I'll give you losing two out of three against the White Sox. Then I'll give you losing two out of three against the Cubs, two in a row against the Pirates, and then a sweep at the hand of the Padres. And you know, before that, it was fine, but the sweep at the Padres is really, I think, where this team started to falter, and. Right now, it looks bleak. It looks like there's no hope for this team, and it, it's 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 gloomy days for Cardinal fans right now. And somebody brought up the point on Twitter that this is really what it looks like, what it looked like near the end of Mike Matheny's tenure, in terms of no energy, going through the motions, and just kind of playing baseball to play baseball. Which, you know, baseball's a game. It's meant to meant to be fun, but at the professional level, it's also meant to to win games, make money, and to have success. And right now, I think a lot of the Cardinals are just doing one of those things. They're just making money. Uh, not a whole lot of success happening on this Cardinal team right now. And something's got to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording this early Thursday morning. I'm still in Florida. Um, so recording this early Thursday morning. Maybe by the time that this has been posted, someone's been fired. Maybe by the time this is posted, someone's been traded or something's happened. I doubt it, considering we haven't seen any moves yet. Other than calling up Lars Newtbar and optioning Lane Thomas. Other than signing Wade LeBlanc and Brandon Dixon, which again, Wade LeBlanc has been fine in his four innings as a Cardinal. That's that's great. That's wonderful. Good job, but we'll see. So on today's show, doing a deep breakdown of the Pittsburgh Pirates series, as well as talking about was the 2020 season, the playoff run that the Cardinals went on, or at least the playoff berth that the Cardinals achieved, was that a negative thing? Just a question to raise and some stuff to talk about. Uh, before I get into any of that, what is a successful series for the Cardinals right now? You could argue that even just a split would be a successful series. You could even argue that three out of four would be a successful series. I argue this needs to be a sweep. Because if you're not going to beat up on bad teams outside of your division, at least beat up on the bad teams in your division. And the Cardinals have had some success against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've not played them in June. They had a two-game sweep, like I mentioned, in the middle of May. 
They had a three-game sweep at the end of May leading into April, or at the end of April leading into May as well. So they haven't lost yet, and they're, you know, knock on wood. They haven't lost to the Pirates yet. But to me, a successful series, they need to close out this month with some wins. I'm not saying it has to be seven in a row. That would be nice if it's seven in a row. But I think that a successful series looks like a sweep. I'm, I'm, you know, three out of four isn't going to cut it for me against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just not. Because when you look at the standings right now, as we stand uh, on the morning of June 24th, Cardinals are five and a half back of the first place Milwaukee Brewers, two games under the 500 mark. Run differential of negative 42. They're actually, the record is better than their expected wins lost. Their expected record should be 32 and 42. But, you know, that that just is what it is. Cardinals have scored the second fewest runs in the National League Central Division at 291. Only the Pirates have scored fewer. And yet they've allowed the third most. And again, five-team division, you know, when you're looking at a, a sample size of five, it's not that crazy. But still, not scoring a lot of runs, allowing a lot of runs. And this NL Central as a whole right now is struggling. Milwaukee's four and six in their last ten. Cubs are four and six. Cincinnati's doing the best at five and five. Cardinals are four and six in their last ten. Pittsburgh's three and seven. So a success this w- in their in their last ten. A success, a successful series. Excuse me. This weekend looks like a sweep. Needs to be a sweep to me. And again, with with the way this division is playing, with I mean, with the the I mean, yeah, this NL Central going into this season was expected to be the worst division in baseball. They're not right now, especially based on record, because the first place in the NL East is 38-31. and 31. Cardinals are just two back, or five back in the loss column there. Still not great, I get that. But the NL East is bunched up a lot closer, and the first place team is four games back of the first place team in the NL Central. So the NL East is actually playing worse than the NL Central. That said, the NL East recently has been playing better. Washington is 9-1 in their last 10. Um, so the point I'm trying to make is, is that, yes, a sweep is being, it would be a success to me. And to me, you need to aim for a sweep against the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates who have led up 349 runs this year, who are 26-46, and 14.5 games out of first place, 16.5 out of a wild card spot. But this division is winnable if things start to fall into place. That's a huge if, because they have not done so this season so far. If the Cardinals can get Flaherty back by the end of July, if the offense can get out of the rut that it's in, if the team can make some trades for a starter, for a bullpen piece, for a bench bat, huge ifs. If the Cardinals are still playing this bad, because I think if they continue to play this bad, the record will start to reflect that. Because right now, two games under 500, I think, is better than what they've been playing. But if they continue to play this bag and get beat so often by teams like the Tigers, then I think they're going to be a lot more than five and a half out come July. Or come mid-late July. I guess July is in seven days. But Because I think they're two games under five hundred right now. That That is not really indicative of how the Cardinals are playing. Because they're not playing good baseball. Hopefully that turns around this week. Segment two will be going into a, a breakdown of, of this Cardinal Pirates series. And every series is winnable until it's not. So we'll look at why this series is winnable for St. Louis coming up in segment number two. 
Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a first-time investor or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Even if you don't have a portfolio, Wealthfront can create one for you that's globally diversified, has low-cost index funds, and is personalized for you in a matter of minutes. No more manual trading, nor picking stocks, or watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can help lower your taxes you pay as you invest, because for the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get that first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. Game one is tonight, 8.15 Eastern, 7.15 back in Central Time Zone. Chad Cool versus Carlos Martinez. Cardinals have some numbers against Chad Cool. Some good, some not so good. The good, Yadier Molina, 467 and 15 at-bats with two bombs and three ribbies. The bad, Matt Carpenter, 176 and 17 at-bats. Uh, other than that, it's all five to six at-bats. In terms of the Pirates against the Cardinal right-hander, Adam Frazier is 333 and 18 at-bats. And Gregory Polanco is 316 and 19 at-bats. Other than that, all less than nine at-bats. So this one's going to be interesting. It always is with Seymour on the mound. Chad Cool is 1-4, the 566 ERA. You look at some of his behind the... You look at some of his stat cat numbers. He walks a lot of guys, 13.8%. So if the Cardinals can be patient and work some walks, they've got a chance. Because with a 13.8% walk rate, that is, that is, you're, you're asking for trouble is what you're doing. Looking for pitches to hit, look for that sinker. He throws at 100, thrown at 145 times. Batters are hitting 316 off it, slugging 421. And his fastball isn't too much better as four-seamer. People are slugging 611 off that puppy. What's going to get the Cardinals, I think, a lot is the slider and the curveball. He throws his slider uh, 43.5% of the time. So think of him as an Adam Wainwright, but with a slider. And people hit just 224 off of that. Um, his curveball is also really good. People hitting just 190 off of that. He only throws that about 12% of the time. So Chad Cool is a guy that the Pirates have had a lot of stock in. Um, you know, when when you're looking at baseball savant, they give you, you know, who is this guy very similar to based on exit velocity and movement? And one of the guys they list is 2020's Dakota Hudson. And I thought, I think Dakota Hudson would, would fit in nicely with this Cardinal rotation right now. So I think that that's a compliment to Chad Cool. Um, and even when you look at his 2020 season, it, it wasn't terrible. He had an ERA of 277. His expected ERA just a bit higher at 358. Um, but the, the sinker produced good numbers. The four-seamer are also good numbers. So Hudson, when, when, when you're comparing anybody to Dakota Hudson, that, that's not a huge slack against him because Hudson's had some good seasons. But anyways, looking at Martinez... I tweeted out his percentile rankings on my Twitter at LJ Fastball. They're all in the blue. And if you're listening to this at you've already guessed, thanks for your guess. Because I said, guess who this player is? And it's 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 just not good. Well, even take take away the stat cast for Carlos Martinez. 
He is 3 and 8 with a whip of 137 in an ERA of 6.62. That is not good. Let's look at the Statcast numbers just a bit. His expected ERA is 5.91, which is the bottom 6% of the league. His strikeout rate is just 15.6%, which is in the bottom 6% of the league. His expected batting average, which is what you expect the opponent batting average to be based on where fielders are and exit velocity and things of that nature, 284, bottom 8% of the league. I talked about this on a recent show, but we've seen his cutter go up in... um, percentage of time thrown. He only threw it 1% of the time last year. He's throwing it 20% of the time this year, and it's getting hammered. 333, slugging 569, six doubles against it, two bombs. So I don't get the increase of that usage. And I saw somebody tweet recently that Yadier Molina might have lost some of his pitch calling, and again, I'll have to dig into some of the deeper the numbers, but when whether it's Martinez calling it or Yadier calling it, I don't know what they're seeing because the cutter is getting hammered. At least, again, according to Baseball Savant, just getting hammered against Carlos Martinez this season. So this is this is going to be a telling start because he could go out there and throw six shutout solid innings or he could get hammered in two innings. So to me, tonight's going to be the hardest game to win, even with, I mean, you, you have two guys with ERAs above five and a half going tonight. Whether you're a StatCast guy or not, anybody with an ERA above 5 is not having a good season when the ERA above 5 comes in mid-June. Game 2 tomorrow looks a little bit more in the Cardinals' favor. Uh, Neither Martinez nor Kuhl has pitched against uh, the Cardinals or the Pirates this season. Uh, But K.K. Kim goes on the mound for St. Louis. Um, He is also yet to face the Pirates this season. In his most recent start against Atlanta, just four innings, but only one earned run. That was on a home run. That was in game two of a doubleheader, so probably cut a little bit short. So he's got two good starts in a row against two mediocre offenses at best. So I think that he continues that trend. Um, and when you look at his game logs uh, back in 2020, you know, because KK Kim is a guy that has seen a lot and a lot, a lot of National League Central Division, because uh, last year that's all he pitched against. Uh, was the National League Central Division. He made his Major League debut against the Pirates uh, last year. He gave up a home run in one inning. Uh, but other than that, back on August 27th, six innings uh, of shutout baseball, or he gave up an unearned run. Um, and then five and a third innings and four earned runs on September the 19th. So a mixed bag of results against KK Kim, or for KK Kim, results against uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nobody with more than six at-bats. And for the Pirates, they send out Will Crow, who is 0-4 with an ERA of 6.42. So two guys back-to-back for the Pirates that have an ERA above 5. Statcast numbers also are not kind to Will Crow. Um, uh, expected ERA of 526. You know, when you're looking at what pitches are going to be looked to hit, Look to hit the slider. People are hitting 315 off the slider or the curveball 385. So you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of breaking balls get hit if he's having a bad day. And he throws the, the, the slider and the curveball um, a combined 20 percent of the or a combined 31 percent of the time. Excuse me uh, for for Mr. Crow. And again, this is all according to Baseball Savant on um, online. 
you have two guys for Pittsburgh with ERAs north of five and a half. Those two games, you would think, have to be wins. However, for me, I want to be really confident in one of them. And that's the one tomorrow. That's not even the one tonight. That's K.K. Kim's game. I'm, more com- I'm much more confident in K.K. Kim than I am in Carlos Martinez. And I think anybody who's not is ridiculous. Especially because K.K. is so much better at home. He's got a 4-4-4 ERA and six road starts this year. And at home, he's got an ERA of 2.66. It's a reason to be confident for K.K. going tomorrow. So, okay, you're thinking you got two games underneath your belt. you got a split. Um, at least you feel really confident in a split. It very well could be two wins in a row because Martinez could go out there and dazzle. I doubt it, but he could go out there and dazzle. You feel really confident about Saturday's game. You know why? you got Adam Wainer. Good old Uncle Charlie on the hill. His splits are ridiculous. Five games on the road. He's got an ERA of 631. That was lowered by over two points based on his last start against Atlanta. But at home in nine starts, he's got an ERA of 266. The opponent's hitting just 200 and a whip underneath one for Mr. Wainwright. And when you're talking about Wainwright, you're talking about a curveball. Throws that sucker 34% of the time, which is less than last year. Um, and the, people still don't hit it. People hitting just a buck seventy-nine, slugging just three twenty-five. The pitch that everybody's hitting this year, or two pitches that everybody's hitting this year for against Adam Wainwright, cutter, changeup, hitting three fifty-three off the changeup, hitting three oh three off the cutter, both slugging percentages above four seventy. But again, with Adam Wainwright on the hill, at home against the Pirates, that's a that that, that that's a win for me. Uh, I really. Um, I really do want to, you know, I I struggle just to say, put it in the bag. It's done. It's a win. But at the same time, it's hard not to get a win when Adam Wainwright's pitching at home. His last start against the Pirates, or his only start against the Pirates last year, he went six innings, gave up just one earned run, struck out five. Uh, And then this year, 2021, he has not pitched against the Pirates. But it's always worth um, looking up against what this year's team is doing against the Pirates, or what this year's Pirates team is doing against Wainwright. Not a whole lot. Adam Frazier sitting 240 and 25 at-bats. Uh, Kevin Newman is 182 and 11 at-bats. Gregor Polanco is 176 and 17 at-bats. So I'm betting for a win on Saturday. If if worse comes to worse, the Cardinals win one game this weekend. Saturday's the game. JT Brubaker goes for the Pirates. He's got the best numbers of any of the first three starters mentioned. 4-6 and six with a 377 ERA. 72 punch-outs. He's pitched against the Cardinals one time this season. Uh, he went... Five and two-thirds of an inning, give up eight hits and five earned runs, a home run, walk three, and struck out three. Um, so again, he's got the best numbers, but also the Cardinals have hit him the best. The opposite of the last two guys, Brubaker walks almost nobody. Just a 5% walk percentage, which is the top 8% of the league. And when you're looking at pitches to hit, he also throws a breaking ball more, more than any other pitch, a slider at 37%, people hitting just 234 People hitting 333 off of his changeup, so maybe you look for that. But again, Saturday's game, as far as I'm concerned, is a win for the Cardinals because Adam Wainwright's on the mound. Now, I'm sure that might be the only game they lose this series now just because I talked about how good Adam Wainwright has been at home. But I digress. We move on to Sunday's game. Um, Saturday's game, I forgot to mention, is a 115 Central start. And then uh, Sunday's game is also 
115 Central start. Yoan Oviedo gets the ball for the St. Louis Cardinals. No starter announced at this time for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And again, I apologize if any of these are wrong. Just going off of uh, MLB.com, and we all know how that uh, can be problematic sometimes. Yoan Oviedo, corner to baseball savant, is the number nine cart Cardinal prospect. And his stuff, like I, I say this almost after every time he starts, his stuff is there. And even when you're looking at some of his percentile rankings, he doesn't give up a lot of hard contact. Doesn't give up a lot of, you know, his average exit velocity is good. His hard hit percentage is good. The walks tend to kill him. He's got a walk percentage of over 12%. But he did, like I said, the changeup could use a little work. That's probably his worst pitch, which is why he throws it just 9% of the time. But if the control is there for Johan... And that's, again, I understand that all of these are big ifs, but if, if the control is there for Oviedo, then I like him a lot. But again, Lord knows that it's a big if for all of these guys. Oviedo has not pitched against the Pittsburgh Pirates this season. He pitched against them one time last season on the 27th of August, going five innings, four hits, just two earned, two walks, and a strikeout. If he can go five innings, two earned, that, 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 that'd be huge for St. Louis. I would like that a lot if Oviedo could do that. He needs some more seasoning in the minors. I still think that, you know, in an ideal world, Oviedo would be in the minor league still getting some more seasoning. But we're just not there. Not able to, to get that done. And he's being forced to pitch in the major leagues. Is what it is. So I think that this series... The offense is struggling, the, the pitching, but I just think there's there's something about this series that you feel confident in at least two of the games to get a win. Feel confident in Friday, feel confident in Saturday. Huge question marks tonight and Sunday. And if the big ifs can come through and fall in line, then you feel good about getting wins on tonight and Sunday. My prediction, I predict the Cardinals win three out of four. Like I said, I think that a successful series needs to be a sweep if this team is serious. But realistically, I'm saying that the Cardinals get three out of four. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I'm confident in two of the starts. And probably just because I said that, they're going to split and win the win tonight and Sunday and lose tomorrow and Saturday. Just how sports work. But um, that's my preview of the series. Hope you guys enjoyed that. If you guys... You know, I enjoy digging into a little bit of the numbers. Hope I, I made them uh, simple for those of you who don't always look at the stack gas numbers or the um, the extra numbers. But pitching is the name of the game. And for this team, when they pitch, they win. So I always like looking at the pitching. So segment three, I'll talk about, or at least raise the question, was the 2020 season, the postseason success, was it actually bad for the St. Louis Cardinals? Coming up, segment number three. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is well within full swing. I mean, heck, we're almost to July already, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, not just MLB, but also NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, and you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto, because you can spend up to 30 or 50 or even 100% more for the same parts. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go to the family business that won't charge you 30, 50, or 100% extra. And these auto rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or new carpet. Go explore the easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So I talked about this, you know, for, for first-time listeners, you probably didn't listen to this show, but on September 18th, 2020, I said maybe if the Cardinals fall short of the postseason, that will open up the management's eyes to make some changes. And again, if you want to go back to listen to the September 18th, 2020 episode, Be My Guest, I would love that. Um, at the time, the Cardinals were struggling and not looking like they were going to make the postseason. And I think that that's a question worth asking because this management made the big move in the offseason. They got Arenado. They got the big 3-4 bat. Now you can there, there's less pressure on guys like DeYoung and O'Neal pr- to produce. I think that's a big part of why O'Neal's producing this year. DeYoung, not so much, because I just think DeYoung, uh, the, the, he just hasn't really cut it since his rookie year. Nevertheless, I think that the postseason run, whenever a team makes the postseason, those players automatically look better. And I think management saw that and they think, okay, maybe we don't need an upgrade at shortstop. Maybe we don't need an upgrade in the outfield. Maybe here's some Bader can cut it. And again, Bader has been hurt, so that 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 is what it is, but... And again, I, I, before I go any further, I do want to say I am not one for tanking. I am not one to play bad, just or to, to not put together the best team just to to get a better draft pick or whatever. Not, not saying the Cardinals are doing that, but I'm not for. I don't think the. I'm not an advocate for playing bad to be better later. Just be better and play better now, right? But I do think that that run almost hurt the Cardinals. And again, what what also has hurt the Cardinals? Yes. The injury is underperforming this year. But the bullpen was incredible last year. And maybe they were overtaxed last year and this year. And that's why we're seeing so many bullpen, both injuries as Ponce de Leon went down yesterday on the IL. And just underperforming because maybe guys are taxed. And I think that the postseason run maybe kind of gave the, the management a false sense of security. A false sense of, okay, this team can really go the distance. And I think that, like I mentioned... Underperforming is a huge part of this, and injuries are a huge part of this. They're down Dakota Hudson. They're down Miles Michaelis. They're down Bader. But at some point, the guys that you have on the team need to produce. I think, in again, to, to the point, or to to the at, to play devil to, to play devil's advocate with myself, if you were going based on 2020, you would have said that Tyler O'Neill needs to go because he didn't perform, and he's performing this year. So it's a lose-lose situation for 
whatever decision is being made for this team. Because no matter what, you're going to get something wrong. You're going to make some people unhappy. But you might get something right. You have the better chance of getting something right if you do something. The Cardinals, other than signing Molina, signing Wainwright, and training for Arenado, did nothing. This offense, or especially this outfield, which was historically bad last season, did nothing to improve. Thank God for Tyler O'Neill improving himself. But outside of that, the, the pitching depth you knew was going to be tested when you're down Michaelis and down Hudson. They didn't sign a single arm until this year when they signed LeBlanc and Dixon, like I mentioned. The bench production has been abysmal this year. Last year it was too. You think, okay, Carpenter can be a bat off the bench. That's worked a handful of times. Who else other than Matt Carpenter is really a power threat off of this bench? Who? Newt Barnow. That's fine. He had a triple in his first MLB, or in his second MLB game. That's great. But you also have to look at it. It's not like this team won the division. In a quote-unquote normal year, the Cardinals don't make the playoffs last year. And again, I'm not trying to illegitimize any success the Cardinals had last year or any success anybody had last year. It's still a legitimate season, legitimate World Series trophy, and yada, yada, yada. But under normal circumstances, that team's not a playoff team. So a quote-unquote non-playoff team making the playoffs might have hurt St. Louis. A question worth asking and something something to ponder, something to think about. Because this team right now is very similar to the team we saw last year. Nolan Otto, yes, huge difference maker. But he's not hitting all that great right now. Yes, he had a home run yesterday. But nobody else is hitting. So you got to wonder, is the playoff run, giving, did the playoff run give this management staff, both coaching and upper level, a false sense of security? Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully this team will all of a sudden kick it into gear with a change of schedules, and maybe we'll have to wait till the month of July, but Cardinals need a starter, a bullpen piece or two, a bench bat, and in my opinion, a shortstop. That's all for today. Be sure you listen to Locked On today, because that is also one of our sponsors. Uh, they're talking about the Atlanta Hawks and how they continue to roll the playoffs. Get more than sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And until I talk to you the next time, which will be tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.